Hello, welcome to episode number 76 of the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Al. And I'm Anton. And yes, we are back. And uh, before we get started, can I just say a huge thank you to everybody who has been one of our Patreon supporters over the last few months. We changed things up a month ago um, and we basically decided, you know what, because it's gone really well, we're going to give you a whole bunch more for less money. And that's worked really well, I think, so far. Uh, tomorrow night we have, so as we record on Sunday, so Monday night we're doing our expansion chat, which is our big live open forum one with mics open. Uh, everybody that's on the N64 tier is involved in that it's going to be great and uh, Leona from uh, Indie Corner and myself will be hosting a quiz uh, of which we will see Al who is the who is the finest of the quizzers we will indeed I'm fully expecting to come last because that's generally my uh, my preferred position to be honest is, is last because then there's no expectation on me whatsoever uh, so it's going to be good fun I'm, I'm really looking forward to hanging out with, uh, with the patrons and having well, having you guys grill us, actually, I'm, I'm way more into what you and Leon are going to come up with this, this pub quiz of yours. So are we. Yeah, I mean, so. no, no, we're totally prepared. We're totally prepared. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I faced the, the, our, our lovely Discord chat on the, the quiz before, and it's a... So it's not been good for my blood. Yeah, I mean, I've got, they are a knowledgeable bunch. I, I was going to say that. Very, very knowledgeable. So it's going to be interesting to see how that does go. Uh, of course, who knows what the topics are going to be. Is it going to be gaming? Is it going to be something completely random? Uh, maybe it'll be 18th century history of art. I don't know. We will come to that tomorrow. Ah, my specialist subject. Jolly good. Ooh, definitely not mine. Um, so also as well as that, of course, we do a whole bunch of extra stuff for our Patreon supporters. And the reason we want to mention it is that it has gone really, really well over the last few months. We feel like we've got a really good community going. We would love for more of you to come and join us there. And it's not just about us saying, hey, come and give us our, your, your money and join us. I mean, that is a part of it because what that does is enable us to be able to do things like introduce the Mug Club, which we're about to do, Al. In fact, we're about to be, um, well, we're about to press go on those. Well, we, we, I've done it literally about three seconds before we started recording this. I hit order on a scary amount of money to buy a lot of mugs. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be a whole lot of mugs turning up in my house shortly, nice. which I will then get to post out to all of our wonderful patrons. Might even be giving you one if you're nice to me, Mike. I'll be very nice to you oh. if I can get a mug because they do look great, I've got to say. I just don't want it to end up like one of those things where, you know, if you're like an author but it doesn't really go to plan and then you spend the rest of your life with a whole bunch of your own books in the garage. That's what we don't want to happen here. So we need to have more people come and join us. I mean, we're, so far it's great. And I have to say, um, the mug club is part of the N64 tier and that is really great. But there are other tiers as well. If you wanted to come in and join us at the lower levels, you still get loads of benefits. I think we work out, if you're an N64, 64 tier member it's eight extra podcasts a month plus expansion chat which is our live one which we don't record but it's everybody involved so mics are open for every single person um so it is a lot of value we do really try and pride ourselves on the extra stuff we give people the tiers are good price as well we, we change them all up so they're much cheaper um what's the prices anton because to be honest i don't Indeed. have it in front of me. <laughs> Yes, so uh, our, our next tier is $2 uh, a month, uh, a lot cheaper in pounds. Well, it's not cheaper, but it sounds a lot friendlier in pounds. Uh, for that, you get our eternal <laughs> gratitude, our Discord access, which our Discord community is absolutely lovely. Shout outs, personal friend codes. Uh, you get to listen live to every single podcast. Uh, hear all the little wee awkward bits in between when Zoom fails. <laughs> uh, <laughs> last call uh, live. 
Uh, and then we have our SNES tier for $5 a month, which has all of the aforementioned rewards, including our recorded, oh, shiny, polished version of Last Call, which Mike puts together. Uh, you get our lovely retro podcast, The Prequel, six months early, and show notes. And then the aforementioned, really exciting, uh, quite scary uh, for us, financially, Mug Club uh, N64 tier, which is $9 a month, uh, which has, again, all the aforementioned reward tiers, including our Roundup podcast, which is me and Mike meeting up every fortnight to go over all the new games that are coming out, uh, give you too many good deals that have been certainly bankrupting me. Yeah, me too. I'm really, <laughs> and, really uh, bankrupting Yeah, it's a... Uh, you're you're too good at those deals. Um, yeah, that it's concern. It's not a talent though, because all it does is just mean that I've got no money. Because I see these deals and I go, "This is a great deal." I go and buy it, and it's mm. another one on the list of things I can never play. <laughs> yeah, but um, what we should do is a tie up with someone. We should be getting paid for promoting all these deals. To I them. know, I know. We'll, we'll, we'll come <laughs> to that. You know, this is. Uh, uh, so, sorry, Anton. Finish off what you were going to say about no, the tiers there. Yeah, because so it, final offs. Um, Last, last reward tiers on the N64 tier, you get the Extension Chat podcast, which we just mentioned, live, only live. Uh, we're doing it tomorrow and we're going to be schooled. Uh, and of course, the Mug Club, uh, which is going to be so excited. We've been wanting mugs forever and uh, it's going to be just so fun. And you get one every every six months is what we're, we're aiming for at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, and what I was going to say was, was just talking about that, about um, you know spending money and being good at sort of the money side of things. Actually, we're not very good at the money side of things because really the way we had it before, we were making much more money as a as a as a podcast, not <laughs> us personally, but that money was going into more things. <laughs> uh, but what we decided was that because people you know had stuck with us throughout the first six months of the Patreon, we thought you know what, let's change it up, make it cheaper, give people more value, um, and also hopefully bring in a few other people. And that has happened, but we'd love to see more people come and join us. We do think it's a really fun place to be um, and if you want to come and check out even for you know a, cu- a couple of weeks try a month out see what you think you know you don't have to stick around there's never any pressure but if you do want to check it out as I say all the money that does come in does go straight back on um, the, the Patreons and, and the content and of course the mugs so yes, so it there we are. Indeed. I mean, it's, yeah. it's. I have to say, the one of my the proudest things about the podcast that we do is actually the community that we've built up Al it is. I love the community. They just every time I sort of pick up my phone, I go, "Oh, there's been more chat. It's lovely. Everybody's always speaking to each other." And actually, if I could just take a minute, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to do a little shout oh, out to some of our part. patrons. Yes, do it. We haven't done uh, that in ages. So let, let, we haven't. Well, I think we did one while you were away because um, we decided we probably should, and I think we should do it again. So uh, I would just like to say thank you to Mo, to David Don to Robert Salt, to Richard Hall, uh, to name a couple of them. Let's just chuck one more in. Matt Simmons, thank you very much to all of you and everybody else who's supporting us. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And um, yeah, come and join us. It's a lovely place to be. Let's do some random shout outs every week. Even if it's just one or two names, we just throw them in there every week. Let's just throw another name or two. In, and you know, you never know. Someone might never be mentioned and someone else might be mentioned every single week because I'm terrible with names. So it's... It'll... Yeah, my memory is atrocious. <laughs> I will not remember who I think last time, this time or yeah. any other time. <laughs> All right. Well, look, that is the Patreon. If people want to go and sign up, um, Anton, or even just check out what the heck we're talking about, where do they Indeed. go? Indeed. Yeah, so we've got a full-blown website at nsukp.co.uk where you can discover all of our tiers uh, at our Support Us page. Uh, And as well as that, you can see all of our episodes. Visit the back catalogue. We've got some free samples of our Patreon-exclusive shows. So you can give the prequel a go. You can give Roundup a go. We've got a Last Call one, which got a little bit crazy because we were doing Would You Rather. Uh, It's a fun place. So even if uh, you don't have the money, give, give them a... It's even fun to just, uh, or not interested in kind of supporting or uh, 
go give the little wee freebies a go. It's, yeah. I've, the last call was so good. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's, you know, they're there for you to check out as well anyway. So even if you're kind of on the fence about it and you've thought, yeah, you know, I don't want to spend that kind of money, that's fine. Go and check it out. They're there for free. We'll, we'll continue to do the odd thing here and there for everybody else because we really appreciate everyone that downloads the podcast on a weekly basis. It's huge for us. Thank you so much for all the reviews that are in as well. I think we're up to 59 five-star reviews now on Apple uh, Podcasts. I'll double-check that just now, but I'm pretty sure we're just one off the 60. So if you are in the mood to leave us a nice review um, or a moderate review, but hopefully a nice one, it would be great if you could leave us five stars. But I think we have uh, a 100% record at the moment. So we've got 59 five out of five, which is great. And we've got lots of written reviews there. So if you haven't, it's Apple Podcasts is the best place for reviews. Um, they really help us out. And it's not just for our egos. That is part of it. But it's also because it actually does help the algorithms for charting, actually. Um, and it helps us get in the charts and, uh, and that helps us get more publicity. And I think, Anton, we're quite high up in the set. When you search for Nintendo podcasts on Apple, it comes up quite high now, I think. Indeed, I think for Nintendo Switch, we're like number two. And then for Switch and Nintendo, we're like three, four, which is baffling. It's kind of, it feels photoshopped. <laughs> I, I feel like the algorithm's like playing tricks on me because I follow it. And no, it's a... Uh, it's remarkable. <laughs> it's awesome. We have a niche. Absolutely. We do it is our niche. And uh, just a very last shout out and thank you to all the patrons who are listening to us live right now as we record this and watching us as well, because that's the other thing. You actually see the live stream if you are uh, signed up and uh, you're on it. Well, people can see me. I haven't put my makeup on. Oh, no. I mean, uh, I haven't slept in about hair. four weeks since this tiny <laughs> screaming baby arrived. <laughs> so uh, it's <laughs> There's no way to talk about your wife. <laughs> well, also the, also the child, also the tiny mini one um so anyway i think before we get started because we have you know there's not a huge amount of news this week but there's still quite a lot to talk about so we'll get onto that in a minute before that we're going to talk about what we've been playing this week anton what have you been playing over the last yes, seven days uh, I've, i have stepped up uh, a little uh, so uh for less interesting stuff i did play some overcooked which fantastic game nonetheless always sing its praises but the the new title i've played this week is a uh, super hot mind control delete the the new sequel and it is just a marvellous game. It's one of those games, kind of like Portal, where I'm like, you should just, you need to give it a go. Uh, the whole premise of it is you, when you move, time moves. So if you're really still, time doesn't move. If you move fast, depending on fast you move, quicker time moves. And it's basically like a Matrix, just like a bullet time simulator. You'd really you want to be a, you'd want to be a sloth yeah. in that situation, wouldn't you? but you yeah you just get to cut bullets out of the air you get to just throw vases at people's faces uh you just feel like a god and then you see all fast uh the sequel adds this new campaign structure where you can hack the game basically Uh, super meta super fun uh whether it's this one or the original it's coming to switch soon Uh, i've been playing on steam but even then i think the first super hot's on sale right now so even just pick that up it's such a good game cool Good, good recommendation. Uh, anything else, Anton, or has that been the main thing this week? For you? Uh, that's that's been the main bit. You know, a little bit of the the daily Animal Crossing. Uh, did some star catching with a bunch of eight friends. Which once you get eight friends in Animal Crossing, it does start to fall apart. And uh, Nintendo it. hasn't quite nailed that online yet. I'm not sure if I could find eight friends, let alone eight friends that play Animal Crossing. <laughs> oh, what about you? You know what? I uh, I have not played much, but you will be pleased to hear the only game I have played has been Lego Harry Potter. Which means I'm which means I can get it back. Levels closer to getting back to you. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? It's going good. It's fine. It's just trying to find the time to do it. I mean, I don't know what's happening with life at the moment. You'd think during lockdown uh, it would be 
or not so much in lockdown anymore, but you think there are tons of time to play, but I've had less time to play than I ever have, and I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can what about you? understand that. Um, I've, I've had a little bit more time. I've, I've done quite a bit more of um, Paper Mario, and it's been really interesting because I'm, I'm still really loving it. I think I'm on the third world or something. Um, so I'm about halfway through, and it's really, really great. I'm really enjoying it. I'm taking my time on it. I actually played quite a lot of hours. I think I'm about 15 hours in. Um, so I should, if I was just going for the story straight off, I'd be probably getting close to you know near the end but actually i'm taking my time doing a lot of the collectible stuff um i'm just really enjoying it and it's really funny because uh wood who's the the reviewer that we all talk about beat-em-ups on youtube i know we're all fans of his um and and watch it certainly anton and i are um watch his reviews um he was really scathing of the game probably the most scathing review i've ever seen him give um, and I've found that with Paper Mario. Some people are in that camp and other people are in that, no, this is great kind of camp. And the one thing I will say about his review is that he was coming from the from the old Paper Mario style and coming to this one and going, well, it's just not where I would want it to go. Presentation is great, but it's just, it's just they've not put the effort in. I don't feel like that. I feel very differently. I feel like this is just a, an amazing, beautifully made game and it's a lot of fun. So it is interesting. But the reviews are like that, Anton. Some of them are like 9, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Other ones are 2 or 3. I think the the moral of the story is you just don't mess with a Paper Mario fan. Like they don't even like one game in their franchise. <laughs> 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 Never mind uh, their their enemies. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I've been seeing a lot of clips and screenshots on Twitter with the Nintendo Switch sharing, and there's just some bits where it's like witty writing. I'm like, oh, Nintendo's back at it. It's just got some slick scenes, some like fun jokes, and some dumb gimmicks that are kind of yeah oddly not nintendo i would say um, i would say that the that is its strongest point is this is the writing is fantastic on it and i think even the negative reviews have acknowledged that um that's the positive i would say the other positive is the art style is fantastic i think it looks gorgeous negative and i'll say it now it's the battle system that's what's getting most people upset I would say. Yeah. But it wasn't bothering you though, was it? No, I actually don't mind it. I think it's it's a little convoluted at times because basically there's two ways it goes in each battle. It's either far too easy uh, and it's kind of obvious what to do or it's too difficult and convoluted that you, there's no way that you know, you're know you ever going to get it in the time that you've got. Um, but I, there's still something about it that doesn't, it's not annoyed me yet, but there was a time, maybe the last hour or two that I played where I was getting a bit frustrated because one of the boss battles was taking slightly longer. But even then, I kind of like the boss battles. It's just a bit random because it's you, you're sort of in this arena randomly and there's no arenas there. It's just like suddenly you're thrust into this arena to do this battle. So it is a bit random. It doesn't feel like it's part of the story. It feels like they've had to shoehorn it in. But I was hearing that Nintendo don't often give the developers of the Paper Mario games at the moment, they're not giving them that much leeway in what they can do. So there's there's a lot of things they've had to keep, you know, as a Nintendo character. So like, for example, you know, one of the big things is collecting... Um, toads and that's great fun it's really good fun but the toads are all the same apart from being a different colour there's nothing different about them so they can't they can't do an awful lot with putting personalities on them they're not allowed to give them different names blah 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 Um, so there's quite a lot of rules Nintendo have given them which is a real shame I wish they would just kind of open up and go go for it do what you like but honestly I think they've done an amazing job I mean even the toads I still see personalities in them you know even though they're all toad you know it's it's good. Yeah. How, how have you been? Um, have you got to one of the boss battles yet? Because yeah. those looked great. I've done two now, um, and that's what I was just saying there. The boss battle, the second boss battle. The only reason it was frustrating is they don't give you anything 
to go on. So they don't tell you what the weakness of who you're fighting is. They don't tell you what you have to do to avoid his wrath. Um, and um, in some ways, that's cool. That's fine. Like, you just discover and figure out yourself. In other ways, it's a bit frustrating. But I love the boss battles. I really like them. And I like, you know, turn-based RPGs. As you know, I've played a few of them recently. And I like them. Uh, this is very much not that. I think if you want that and you want the more traditional um, thousand-year door approach bug fables is where you go at the moment um which i will get on to playing as well but i think for me the boss battles are unique i love the fact that you have to map out your path and collect stuff on the way and you have to be really tactical about what you collect and where you go so you don't it's cool i really really like it i've got to say i, I don't have an issue with it but i'm not comparing it to anything which i think is the key here yeah uh, i think uh, I've, I've been like the cynic of this game like I think mostly like the most cynical in the podcast. I don't think it's anything awful, but the the thing that kind of turned me around on it is a, it was like there's a battle where you're fighting a like basically a killer pencil case, and he's just making fun of you because he liked you more when you were a two D side scroller. That's right, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. which <laughs> I, I think sells it well. That's I'm like, you know what? Me too. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's good. I was going to say, it's funny, because before we started recording, Anton and I were talking about uh, Xbox, actually, and Gears of War. And fans are never happy. Because if you like the first game, either you want them to make exactly the same game again and don't change it, but then people get grumpy because they didn't innovate, or you want them to change it, and in which case they change it, make something new, but people get grumpy because they change it from the original. You can't win. So, I mean, as long as 50% of people like this game, it's a success, frankly, in my eyes. And if it's the same or different... Doesn't matter. It really isn't important. As long as some people are enjoying it, that's all. That Having said that, I would love Gears of War two to make a resurgence. <laughs> Can we remaster Gears of War two and just play that? Because <laughs> that was the best online. That was so fun, so much fun. Um, anyway, I think we should probably move on then and uh, get on to what's actually been happening in the world of Switch this week. And let's look at this week's news. Tell us what people want to know. So first up, Silesia Games have announced Ultra Food Mess. It's a four-player competitive party game and it comes out on the 6th of August, so you've not got an awful lot to wait. It's out this week. Um, for me, uh, it, it's got potential, but it looks a little... I'm a bit worried, Anton, that, that it's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be an absolute cult classic that people are going to love or it's going to be a mobile game that should never have been on the Switch in the first place. Which is it, Anton? Yep, uh, I'm glad I'm not going to be the cynic this week because, uh, yeah, I just looked at it and I was like, I've seen this. I don't know where, but I've I've gotten all these elements before. Uh, I don't know if it's maybe a poor trailer and kind of gameplay footage they've shown where it's just cut up way too much where you can't see what the the point like the the what you're aiming towards. But it felt just like a little bit generic. I don't know if you'd say the same, Alistair. No, for once, I'm going to be the optimistic oh, one. I don't know what's going on with our roles whoa. today. We're all we're all taking our hats and swapping them around. Because I looked at this and thought, you know what? Actually, that looks like quite good fun. But I'm going to temper that by saying that looks really good fun for a night. So as long as it's not too expensive, mm. I think it'd be a good fun way to download your friends, have a bit of a laugh. And in fact, I think it's supposed to be $4. So actually, yeah, at that kind of a price, that looks like it's quite a good evening's entertainment uh, without being too... That's changed it for me, $4. That's flipped it on its head because oh, yeah. um, I think at that price, you can afford to have a game that, that doesn't maybe look quite as slick as others. And, and it has got slight Piku Niku vibes about the, the visuals, Anton. You know, So, you know, there's a game that I would... Ne- if I'd seen the trailer of that, I mentioned this last week, if I saw the trailer of it, I probably would never have played it. It's only because I'd seen a review and someone recommended it. Um, so for £4, perhaps maybe more tempted, Anton? 
Yeah, I, uh, it's hard to say. I, I guess for <laughs> me, it's hard because it's like you've always got so many other co-op ga- like multiplayer party games. But I imagine if you've maybe not, this could be like a nice go-to if you're, you're wanting to just have that one on deck just in case. Anton, you just reminded yes. me of a time there when I was doing a car boot sale years ago. I don't know why it reminded me of this. And um, I had something for sale for a pound. I think it was a vase. Um, and this lady, she came back four times. She's like, I really like that vase. I said, well, it's a pound. You can you have 50p if you want. Mm, okay, I'll come back. I'll come back. So she came back after the fourth time and she said, I'll give you 20 pence for it. And I said, uh, no, no. I said, I'll give it to you for 20 pence. She said, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I, uh, uh, you know, I'll just leave it. I said, look, do you want it for free? Really? Do you mind? For free? And I'm like, it was 20 pence. If you're at the car, oh sale, would you not? That was what that was like. <laughs> oh, I am a, a, a persistent cheapskate. I was a, uh, I like as a kid, always went to the car boots. That's how I built up the collection. Absolutely. So, uh, it's in my DNA to haggle. <laughs> that is impressive. That is seriously impressive. Like, I don't know. I just think that this game looks like it's a nice balance between frantic and chilled frantic but not to the point we're going i can't do this i think the fact it's a four-player competitive game for me that's got me interested at that price i mean you know as you say al you get a few friends around it's a quid each and the fact that we can actually now do that again you and i can now actually sit down and play this with our respective partners in the room and we're allowed to do it makes it far more interesting it's bizarre to even think about but uh, yeah i suppose we can now um okay Mm -hmm. next up we've got a game point and click which is always up my street and i like the look of this it's from red Mater, and they have announced Saint Kotar, which is a point-and-click horror game coming out in 2021. Um, so a two and a half D kind of vibe on this. It was a Kickstarter. It achieved its funding goal. In fact, it went over. It was 129% of it. It's fully voiced. It's got a really nice soundtrack to it. 20 hours of gameplay as well. Loads of locations. Um, it's that classic point-and-click era, which a lot of people will argue is now outdated. But I have to say, artistically, um, Al, I think this looks really, really great. It does. It looks like a really nice game from a small, uh, small, small development company. There's only four of them based in, I'm going to say somewhere like Armenia, Romania, mm, somewhere. Mm, so many, so many I'll, I'll double check go, that while you keep go, talking. Go, go and double check that. Yeah, but there's, there's only four of them and uh, they've come up with what looks like a really, really engaging game. I mean, I don't do horror, but actually horror point and click is a bit more interesting because it's not got the same jumpy stuff, which is what I don't like. This one just kind of dark and interesting and good old fashioned storytelling, really. So... For once, I'm actually slightly interested in a horror game. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that owl has to be an action-adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you have, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The no. way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favourite podcast platforms now. Yeah, I, I can't, I'm feeling that, Alistair. Where. You know, it's very Silent Hilly minus, like, Silent Hill 1 and 2 minus, like, awkward tank controls. And, you know, it's weird to take a game and then kind of remove agency and be like, actually, that that looks quite good. Uh, and I think they could really build on the atmosphere of, like, a Silent Hill cell game here. Uh, 
Yeah, it's quite impressive. It's a, a combination you would never have thought of, but when you see it in action, it's like, okay, I'm on board behind this. Yeah, um, yeah, they're Croatian, by the way. Uh, so neither of the places you said, Al. And it's also Red Martyr, not Red Mater, as it says in the notes. So so we're, we're, we've got a couple of little uh, fact checks there. Um, but yes, I, and they are from, uh, they, they did used to be a team known as Tanis Games, T-A-N-A-I-S, um, and based in Croatia. But I just think that this, as you said, it's got a lot of charm about it. And it is an interesting combination to, to do the horror and point and click thing. But I just think that this looks looks really, really great. And um, there's obviously a lot of interest in it because they reached their goal, they smashed their goal. And definitely interested to to get this. It is coming out on other things as well. I think it's coming out on Windows and Mac and um, maybe a couple. Yeah, of the consoles were the stretch goal. Right. Uh, it was supposed to be PC originally, and then it was consoles. It was when they hit 40,000, which they did. Lovely, lovely. Uh, okay, next up, Lion Castle have announced Speed 3. Is that like the movies? Like, we can't go under 50 miles an hour? Uh, no buses. Gr- no buses, just <laughs> mock Formula 1 cars. Grand Prix. It's an arcade Formula 1 uh, game with destructible cars coming out in 2020. I'm going to come to Al first, only because Formula 1. Uh, what's your thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to wait and see how much they charge for this. It's very much an arcade game, to be honest, mm-hmm. but... At the same time, that's not necessarily a bad thing because although the Formula One games, the official games are out, they are very good at being simulators, but that also makes them very difficult to drive and not that much fun. Whereas this is just a proper arcade racer game mm-hmm. with a Formula One-ish car in it. And when you crash into each other, they go boom quite spectacularly, which is kind of weirdly appealing. I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> surprised at that because I know you're all about the yeah. simulation when it comes to your proper racers. But uh, Anton, what about you? Yeah, yeah it's... Uh... I was kept taken aback by this. I've always found the Formula One games to be like, to really embody like the really unfun parts of Forza and Gran Turismo. Uh, so this kind of removes it. It's possibly not what everybody's looking from a Formula One game, but uh, yeah, I'm just really excited to maybe give it a go if they price it appropriately. I hope they don't do what the, the Gear Club games and do and they charge £50 for it. I think 25 could be a fair price for a game like this and uh of course, with a sale. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd say any, any more than nineteen ninety nine, they're probably overcharging for it mm. personally because there's no there's no licenses or anything here. This is literally just Formula One esque cars racing. Yeah, so I think it's it needs to be relatively cheap to attract attention. It's quite funny because I, I don't think I've been bothered about an F one game in a very long time, and I'm talking probably back when, you know, you're talking like the nineties when I was you know growing <laughs> up. I would say, um, but this. I kind of like the look of this. I've got to say, I think there's something about this that looks like it's a lot of fun. I think it, graphically it looks pretty good. Um, you know, it's better than I thought it would, uh, to be perfectly honest. I love the destruction element of it. It looks more fun for me than, um, you know, an, a more simulation-based F1 game, just because F1 isn't my thing. Um, but I don't dislike it. I just have never been bothered. But this one, I actually, I, I think like both of you, if this does become, if this is priced well, I'll definitely be keen to, to find out more. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll be finding out more at some point. It is coming out this year, so it's not going to be that long. And it's called Speed 3 Grand Prix. So look out for that. Uh, next up, a game which uh, just gets me hoping that one day we'll get a rock band or something like that for um, for the Switch. And actually, I'll we're joking about this, but I can completely see us having like an absolute belter of a night doing this. I mean, the neighbours would hate oh, us. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Raven's Court of a Nice <laughs> Let's Sing Queen coming out the 2nd of October 2020, $34.99. Um, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of in for this. Oh, absolutely. Hands down. 30, well, actually, it's interesting because they've got different prices for this game. So I, I, when I first heard about Let's Sing Queen, I thought, well, how are they going to 
how are they going to do that? Because there aren't peripherals that exist. So the, the game is thirty four ninety nine with one USB mic, mm-hmm. or I think it's forty four ninety nine with two USB mics. Okay. Uh, or no, no, sorry, it's thirty four ninety nine without any mic. That's what it is. There's okay. Thirty four ninety nine with without mic. Add a tenner for one mic. Add another tenner for two mics. But you don't have to have the mic because there's a free app you can download for a smartphone, which then uses as your microphone. Very clever. That is the cool bit of this game. I think that is really really cool. It's basically it's SingStar. Yeah, effectively like sing. different developer, but sing sing star with Queen songs. Big thumbs up to that. And then you can sing into your phone, which is cool when it's being paired with the Switch. Because I haven't really seen that anywhere else. I think this is a new idea. Yeah, this um, it's looking good. I feel sorry for them that they never managed to to cash in on the Bohemian Rhapsody phase. But nevertheless, um, oh, no, Queen yeah. is forever. <laughs> of course, like, uh, but you know that's where the money would have been. But yeah. nevertheless, it's um. Yeah, it's nice to see. Um, I was going to say something there. Oh my God, my brain's falling apart and I'm only... We are doing so well in this podcast. We're doing so, so well this week. Oh, well, we're not even happy. What I was going to say I like about it is the um, is the competitive mode. So you've got a mode where you can do... It's like party mode with two teams of up to four players each, but with only one mic per team, randomly choosing game modes to determine who mm. the real... I love that. That just sounds like so much... With a few drinks and, you know, sort of good company. I mean, at the moment, it's a bit difficult with one mic, but, you know, we're going to yeah. get back to that soon enough. And um, just sounds like... I and mean, we used to have some great nights with fun. rock band Al, and uh, guitar get here. a couple of beers in I mean the, the difference is you can sing whereas uh, when I do it I really can't but, but that's kind of part of the fun but to be honest like I, whether or not I can sing or not I'm still the person that would go up and sing Teletubbies at a karaoke for a laugh do you know what I mean like I have no I, I, there's, I don't care about that side of it so it just looks fun it, well you've heard me do Bohemian Rhapsody at karaoke I have. it's not good <laughs> <laughs> wow you just brought back a memory that I had deliberately put to the back of my mind <laughs> Twice you've heard me do That's it. right, I've only met it. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's coming at 2nd of October, 3499. Uh, next up, uh, Sean Connery's made a game called Snakes on a Plane. It's called Shakes on a Plane. Uh, Assemble Entertainment have announced it. It's an overcooked style multiplayer game about being a cabin crew on a plane. It's coming at 2020. It's called Shakes on a Plane, by the way. I was just being stupid. Um, Al, what's your thoughts on Shakes on a Plane? I mean, it really is overcooked on a plane. That's literally it. Have you, have you seen, if you watch any of the trailers, if you've not seen them, go watch the trailer for it. It is just overcooked on an airplane. Literally. But you know what? That's not a bad thing. Overcooked yeah. is great. Airplanes are fun. Put the two together. Airplane shakes on a plane. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> mother shaking planes on a mother shaking snakes on a mother shaking plane. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Anton, what's your no, thoughts I, we, on this we've one? We've got to give the, the team behind Overcook so much praise because they've like, Generally, spawned a genre. a genre of these things. They have, yeah. Uh, they had, we had the Cannibal Cuisine a while back. We had Moving Out. Um, it's a really tough crowd, but I imagine for you know, for many a person, it'll still be overcooked your go-to. But I like having that little bit more because uh, you know, those aren't the longest games. So having a little, like a little alternative or a little spin, good, but probably not for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm with you, Overcooked and Overcooked 2. I've finished both of those. I don't think I've played all the DLC, mind you. I do find them... My my problem is when you go back to the DLC, um, it's been so long since I've played Overcooked by the time it comes out, I've forgotten what to do. So I actually have to go back to the start of Overcooked to actually relearn because it it is one of those. I I have a a confession. As I mentioned, I did play a little bit of Overcooked uh, this week and it was yesterday. And uh, it's so dumb where... I. I was like before I decided what I was going to have for dinner that night and it was like 
I was going for the levels and I was like, oh, I had a level of pizza. I'm like, oh, I could go for a pizza. The next one had burgers. I'm like, actually, scrap the pizza idea. We're back to square one. So you're, you're and it, it was just throwing me off and it's like, you don't see the food. It was just the idea. Well, it is a great game, Overcooked. And this, I think, oh looks looks all right. You know, I think I, I'm going to definitely give it the benefit. Of the doubt. I mean, basically, imagine the look of Overcooked. You're not that far off, but on a plane. It comes out in 2020. So about being a cabin crew on a plane, which I would think could be challenging in real life at the best of times. Uh, next up, Onion Games have announced Moon for the Nintendo Switch. It's uh, localized for the first time. It's a PS1 anti-RPG. It's coming on the 27th of August. It's 14.49. Anton, is that good value for what is a kind of cult classic? I think so. It is, well, as you mentioned, a, a cult classic. It is so bizarre. It has, it's like a dark, evil, earthbound, but not quite Undertale. It has a lot of those weird, just, it's RPG for people that aren't RPGs. Um, you, I, I don't think you're trying to kill for... Any particular You've got to actively reason. avoid killing. Yeah. The, the, the main character, I think, was rampaging around the world killing all the animals or beasts and then decides that he was going to stop. And so you go around and you observe them and try and find out where the animals have hidden their love and you're going to go and find their love to make everybody happy. It's the the literally anti-RPG. is a weird, weird concept. If you, <laughs> yeah, if you like the art style of that era, like the Earthworm Jim kind of art style, um, you'll probably like this because the art style is actually, it's, it's still really nice. It still works today because it's got that kind of classic look to it. Um, some really nice scenes in it as well. Some of the cutscenes are cool too. Um, it is it is an old game. So for 14... 49 um, I, I think it's probably quite good value just simply because it's on the Switch and you know that's kind of cool and um, it's uh, it's actually already out in, in Japan and it was right up at the top of the download charts there um, and actually became the 7th best selling game in 29 in the Japan eShop so it just shows you there's obviously quality in there Yeah I'm, I'm really excited to see more of it because even looking for content on this game it's not been covered a lot with it being so obscure. Uh, but the people that have found it appear to really enjoy it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be great to see this game come along to Switch, especially with how bizarre it is. It's kind of, we, we, were, we were chatting a while back in a couple of episodes ago about that Infinite game uh, with its weird tone and world. And it has, again, just very similar vibes. Mm, yeah. Looking out for that one. 27th of August, not long to go. So you'll get that £14.49. Next up, Case Defy have a new Pokemon collection of phone cases, Apple Watch bands, AirPods uh, cases and MacBook cases as well. Uh, so if you're a Pokemon fan and you want to Pokemon everything you own, uh, then this is the way to do it. You can go and catch all the Case Defy products. Al, will you be doing that? Uh, probably not, I'd assume, but... All I'm going to say is you can tell it's been a slow news week when we're covering this. <laughs> well, I what mean, are you saying, Alice? I mean, this is going to be exactly oh, what mean, some people on. want to hear. You know, Pokemon fans, that's that's pretty cool. The, the Apple Watch bands, in all fairness, I think I'm just too so old good. for this, to be honest. I just, I'm just i looking at going, why would I don't bother buying a Pokemon wrist strap for their iWatch or their Apple Watch? Just... I just don't care, and I think it's just getting too old and grumpy, frankly. I still kind of think this is cool. I'm not a po- I don't play Pokemon, so it's not for me, but I can understand it completely. Like, if it was something that I played, I probably would buy all those things because I'm a giant child. Anton, is there <laughs> is there a, a market for this? Um, yeah, Caseify, I've had a look at their more... These ones are a little bit... Uh, yeah, I, I, it's hard to... S- I think so. I've looked at their watch bands, uh, like the leather ones, and they look pretty good. Uh, these ones are kind of more plasticky, it would appear, like a kind of plastic coated leather. But 
honestly, if you've got like an Apple Watch, uh, generally recommend just picking up a band. Uh, just like if you've, because like stock silicon ones are just, it, it makes it look like a toy. Get one band that's Pokemon themed. It just makes it look so snazzy. But uh, great word. I, I think this will make some people happy. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just so delighted you've said snazzy on the podcast. I'm going to give you extra bonus points for that. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I didn't know we got bonus points for coming up with awesome words. Well, go on then. Give us one. What's your, what's your word of the day? We've had snazzy from Anton. One word. Go, Al. Wow, that's a great uh, word. <laughs> Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. What about discombobulated? Mm. I generally, I was, I was like so like impressed and chuffed when you used the, the word arbiter in a center, sentence. I'm like, that is some, like, I just love that. <laughs> okay, next up, how do you fancy owning a physical copy of a game for just $9.99 that is new? Well, new physical. Uh, that is Home Sheep Home Farmageddon Party Edition. It's going to be launching physically for just $9.99 on the 1st of September. Shout out to Greenlight Games for that. Anton, it's nice to see them um, so low. The one question I've got, though, yeah. is, is this going to be a box with a code? Um, that's a wonderful question. They have... I don't think they've confirmed. Uh, <laughs> that's my worry. Nonetheless, good, impressive price. Uh, I think that's a generally a really, like... Considering really it's only one pound more, yeah, it's, at the moment it's eight ninety nine on the e store, so it's one pound more for physical. That is a really good price. Yeah. But of exactly. course, the proof is in whether it has a physical cart or not, Al, because you're going to get very angry if it doesn't. Urgh, you won't like me when I'm angry. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the fence until we see what happens, because on the first uh, of September, when we know when we find out about it, and when we know, or they'll maybe tell us before. That's where the proof is. Uh, if it is launching at nine ninety nine physical, fantastic. That is great. If it's nine ninety nine for a box, not so keen. But we shall see. The game itself, it's kind of mobile-y, but it, it gets fairly good reviews. It's it's kind of you know reasonable. So certainly nine ninety nine, no harm in um, picking that up if you're a physical collector. To be honest, I probably will because <laughs> I just know I know what I'm like. Uh, next up, Saturday the twenty fifth of July, Pokemon Go players spent. Wait for this, $8.6 million, which is setting the highest daily player spend since 2016. Anton, uh, why last Saturday was it so popular? It's such a weird time for it to come back. I think it's a lot of people just venturing out to the outside world and maybe not really craving to just go into a supermarket right away Mm. and actually enjoying the outdoors for once. Um, It's kind of great to see, and it's... Obviously, the game's had so many improvements over the years, so it was actually upon seeing this headline, I was like, actually, you know what? Might give it a go. See see how they've polished it up, because they've been really at it. And have they polished it up? Um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've uh, every, every now and then you can see a little wee blog post about all the features they're adding. I, I'm yet to give it a go myself. Uh, I'm thinking so about I- it. I actually just finally deleted it from my phone about three days ago because I re-downloaded oh, wow. it a couple of months ago. There was a guy I used to work with who was still playing it on a regular basis. So he was looking for a trade. So I just downloaded it and traded a few Pokemon with him. And actually, I ended up taking some of my Pokemon and his Pokemon and chipping them back into uh, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee when I was playing that. Um, and actually, yeah, the game has improved an awful lot. There's, they put in a lot, they balanced a lot more because to begin with, it was... It's gone through phases where it's been not particularly great if you've just been trying to start out or you come unstuck if you came across a group of folk who are much, much higher than you and there wasn't really anything you could do and it was a bit rubbish. So they have been doing a lot of tweaks and balances to it. But I do wonder if there's a lot of people like me who were playing the Harry Potter 
basically the version of the same game, the Wizards Unite, yeah. who finally got bored with Harry Potter and have gone back to Pokemon. Because the fundamental mechanic of the game is actually still quite good fun. Yeah. And with the new generations of Pokemon that have been successively dropped into the game every so often, it's always been refreshed. And if you like going and collecting Pokemon and you want to get your generate your second, third, whatever, fourth generation they're on to now, lost track, they're all there. So there is a lot of ga- a lot of content in that game. And if you have the time and inclination, it's a good free way of doing it. Because I think to this day, I've never paid a penny for that game. Yeah. Same with the Harry Potter one. You can spend money if you want to, but you don't have to. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember playing it quite a lot when it when it came out and enjoyed it. And there was that period of time where everybody was playing it. It was just the thing to do. And I think it's nice to see that there's people spending that kind of money. Although, as you say, Al, you don't need to spend that kind of money. And we haven't. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's certainly interesting that it's still a, a big thing. So um might even go and re-download it myself. Who knows? Uh, next up... Six and a day. Oh, that's wow. a lot of money. I mean, that's just I, an eye-watering amount of money for one day worth of microtransactions because that's really all that is. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in the world still play it. Yeah. Further inspection of the Giga Leak has unveiled hidden code for Luigi in Super Mario 64. We did touch on this last week, but the original title of Ultra 64 Mario Brothers and uncompressed box art, promotional content and audio clips. I really like the Luigi in Super Mario 64. I thought he looked at home, Indeed. Anton. Indeed. Yeah, it's, a, it's a fantastic where there used to be a, a statue in Princess Peach's castle, not a statue, a fountain, and on it, it had like a, what people thought said L is real, and it was always the conspiracy theory, and people had like weird early, late 90s um, kind of conspiracy theories of how you unlock Luigi, and yeah, I believe it's through that you actually do, or were meant to unlock Luigi, so it's a, it's all came full circle, it's kind of mm. magical how it worked like that. <laughs> the crazy conspiracy theorists weren't crazy after all. Mm. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. it's all there you for know, you to, to... Maybe, maybe they're maybe they're right about the flat earth. <laughs> well, that's a whole other podcast, Anton. Yeah, let's not get me started on that. <laughs> Next up, Animal Crossing update. We've uh, we've got an Animal Crossing update, which has added a whole bunch of stuff, including fireworks shows, which sounds fun, Dream Island, and Island Backup Restoration Service, and a new update is on the way in the fall, so soon-ish, I would have thought. Uh, very quickly, Anton, your thoughts on the update? Anything there? Were obviously the fireworks. Yeah, absolutely fun. fantastic. The the Dream Islands basically allow you to basically put in codes and just visit islands people have made. Cool. Um, in New Leaf, people used to just make like really weird like horror islands or puzzle maps or do really just push the game to its limit. And it's really fantastic to see it come back and get some inspiration because I have. I, I'm not doing great decorating my island, but that's a big feature. And uh, fireworks are just really nice and charming. Uh, they are. I'm excited because uh, my, my birthday is the 5th of November, so I'm going to oh. get to have fireworks on it. We should hopefully remember Ooh. that one. Uh, Alistair, uh, I know you joys know. in life. You're not a... I'm, I'm just intrigued. What, what, no, what is the island backup restoration service? Oh, that's their, uh, their cloud saves. Finally. It's <laughs> ah, <laughs> uh, a fancy way of saying it. they having their whole drama. The fanciest name I've ever heard for that cool yeah so they finally got uh, cloud saves then that's good yeah it's their own proprietary kind of built-in version i think they're trying to avoid uh people duplicating items and ruining the economy of the game Hmm. um which to be honest they should just fix the actual cloud backups generally and not just make a proprietary version but fantastic at least we have it i've seen a good couple horror stories on tiktok so people losing Hundreds of hours of progress. That would be very, very <laughs> annoying. Okay, let's move on then, because that is our news for this week, and it's now time for some fabulous rumours. Now, I'm not normal. 
normally one for gossip, but... Okay, first up, All Interactive have said that they would like to bring BPM, which stands for bullets per minute rather than beats per minute, which is what I always think of, being a musician, uh, to the Switch, and have said it's just a matter of time and ability, and we don't want a bad port. I always like it when a developer says we don't want a bad port. I I would much rather they said, said that more often, to be honest, Anton. Yeah, and, um, you know, fingers crossed that we do get this game because it, like, I had a look at it. I was like, yes, this is what we all want. It's a Doom meets Rhythm game. Um, just It's just Doom, but Rhythm. And, you know, music was so vital to Doom 2016 where I'm like, this is everything we want. It looks I mean, fantastic. you say that, I think it looks great. Um, I like Rhythm games. I like Doom. It does look like Doom. I just think I'd be so, so bad at this. Um, although the rhythm stuff, maybe I'd be better because, I, I mean, I obviously... Yeah, you've got good rhythm. Well, apart from dancing, uh, but yes, musically, I have good <laughs> rhythm. Um, but I'm just not sure. But it looks great. I would love it to be on the Switch just because I think it'd be a quality title. Uh, Alistair, what's your thoughts on it? Mm, similarly minded. I think it, it, it's a really cool uh, concept for a title, a, a, a rhythm-based first-person shooter. I, I mean, I can't wrap my head around how it works. I mean, are you sitting there sort of tapping your individual triggers? Because there's miniguns and all kinds of stuff. I mean, are you holding... I don't understand how it works, but I want to understand how it works because mm. it's a cool concept. Visually, it's a cool-looking game, cool concept. I would be hopeless at it, but I would want to play it anyway. I don't necessarily want to own it, but I do want to play it. Interesting, interesting idea. Mm. So yeah, if they want to delay it to bring it in, uh, do, a, do a good port, that's only a good thing so long as that's actually the reason why they're not there yet good, which good ports are, not tell the are always the way to go um, just on one of the other ones now I want to talk about Animal Crossing again I know we mentioned Animal Crossing already but there is another rumour this week Anton that we're going to get your thoughts on and it's uh, from a data miner on Twitter uh, it's uh, at undersc- underscore ninji n-i-n-j-i I've discovered a whole bunch of sort of VGT tomato, VGT wheat, sugarcane, potato, carrot, squash, and references to sewing and cooking DIYs. I'm, I'm assuming what they're suggesting here is we could be seeing a whole lot more content coming in this update, which includes things like sugarcanes and potatoes and sewing. Yeah, and uh, so far, a lot of the data mines of the game have been fairly like spot on. Uh, this was a lot of code that was added in the most recent uh, Firework Kelp update. Uh, they also kind of referenced kind of doing cooking and uh, sewing, which, to be honest, it's they're adding Stardew to Animal Crossing. This is it's going like to destroy dream. people's lives. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, it's it's just going to add so much to the game. Like, like they're basically taking the fruit mechanic, which is so vital to the game, and then just multiplying it by ten. It's really remarkable. Even a couple of months after that game came out, how much new content they've been adding. Like every month they've had a really substantial update. It's uh, it's amazing to think where the game might be in a couple of years. It does make you wonder where they're going to go with the next iterations of these games and the next consoles. I mean, Nintendo have done so much in this generation of games. If you think things like, um, uh, what's it called? The, the Fighty One has gone right in my head. No. Oh, Smash. Smash Ultimate. The amount of content that's gone to that, the amount of content that's gone to this, you think, what are they going to do next? And you can only think, well, these IPs have almost been done to death. I mean, uh, the only thing you can do is do things like Mario Kart Ultimate and just start going through all their libraries and start Mario to Kart build Ultimate. up a whole of other stuff. <laughs> that would be great. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Surely that has to be their next one. Yeah. The next Mario Kart has to be Mario Kart Ultimate with every track and every character and start to bring in new ones because they have nowhere to go with it, I can see. And they've now started down this road of Ultimate 
why wouldn't they do it with Mario Kart? It's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, I, I tend to agree. Um, it'd be interesting though, and certainly Mario Kart Ultimate would be great. And this does look like it's a lot of good news for people who are Animal Crossing players. It looks like you're going to be getting a whole lot more content. Next up, Platinum Games have mentioned they're still interested in doing a wonderful 101 sequel. Uh, Alistair, did you ever get around to playing it, or have you kept it in its sealed package? I did open it. I did play it. I got frustrated. I turned it off and haven't gone back to it. It's not that I don't want to. I just have had other things I would rather do, which is probably enough of a comment in and of itself. Uh, it was. It's an interesting game. I actually quite like the game. I'm just not skilled enough. So I may have to go back and start it yet again on stu- super duper baby setting so I can actually do it and enjoy it without being too frustrated. Well, a sequel, I guess, though, Anton, would be good because, it, you know, you could really build it f- sort of from the ground up, get that real kind of, you know, the good parts of the first one on the Switch and really kind of, you know, push it to yeah. its limit. It's, it's interesting because obviously the game still holds up perfectly well, so it would just be having to push it forward, uh, which would be definitely a challenge there. Uh, I, I don't know how hopeful I am at this. Obviously, they need to kick start a, a port of it, so I don't know how they would get on with doing a full-on sequel. I no, think the Kickstarter was so successful, I think they would ah, have very enough true. there. It was and a we've got the, successful Kickstarter. The spin-off coming up up soon, which they had for the, the stretch goal, which I'm going to be curious to see where that takes the franchise outside of the gameplay style. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see if they do it. I, I'm with you, Anton. I'm not sure they will right at this moment in time, but you know we will see, and it, it is interesting that they've mentioned platinum games have mentioned it. it does usually give it some sort of you know credibility in in the rumor generally they don't say these things unless there is some truth in it but we will see uh, alistair you've got a rumor for us as well i do have you guys seen the rumors about legend of zelda ocarina of time no oh so there have been new copyright and not i'm not updated copyrights but new copyrights filed in australia and europe for the legend of zelda ocarina of time which is leading the internet to uh, speculate shall we say that there might be a copy or a version of that coming to the switch doesn't necessarily mean there is one coming to switch it could be for merchandise or all kinds of things but the fact that they've launched new copyrights for that name is encouraging because it'd be cool to get the Ocarina of Time on the Switch. I would love to go back and play that game because I never actually completed it. I got quite far through on the N64, but to actually be able to pick it up on the Switch and play it would be fantastic. And I think it would have definitely have a, a captivated um, market and audience waiting for it to come out. It would make a lot of money if they did that. Yeah, it, it seems quite possible because um, I believe like we've got this rumoured Mario collection coming up and then I believe that the Zelda anniversary is two years after that in 2022. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if they give us all those kind of Mario games with the Zelda anniversary, because I think it's going to a round number for the next anniversary, uh, unlike the Mario one, which is uh, the 35th, I, I just see everybody clamoring for a collection of games. Oh, and yeah. this might be like the early inclinations of something like that in future. It would be great if it was true. Um, I think there'd be a lot of very excited people. Us included, likely. Um, okay, I think it's. Of course. I think it's time that we uh, that we move on. It was. It's, it has been actually. It's funny. We said it was a quiet week, but actually, as always, there's plenty to talk about, and we've talked for an hour already, <laughs> so nearly. So, let's move on though and do this week's quiz. I have so many questions. Now I think it's eleven nine to Anton because it was ten nine I last week. Don't think I'm even at nine. Am I not? It's like something like seven. Mm. I think Anton is quite far in the lead right now. <laughs> uh, I 
Who knows? <laughs> I might I might be on eight, potentially. Okay. Either way, let's just say Anton is winning. It's 11-8 to Anton. <laughs> let's split the difference and go for that. Uh, and the way we play, very simple. Three uh, quiz rounds. First two, it's a game. I'm going to describe the game. You're going to tell me what it is. You get one guess per description. And then the final one, I'll give you the title of a game and the person that gets the title the closest, uh, the year release, sorry, closest, uh, wins that point there. So first up, are you ready? I am ready. Indeed. Okay, this is a 1998 action role-playing video game developed and published by Square. The game is a sequel to a novel, and it's the first in the video game series. It was released on PlayStation in March 1998 in Japan and in North America in September 1998. Sequel to a novel? Is it a Tom Clancy something rather than? No. Tom Square, no, okay. Square Enix, you say it. I said Square. Um, Square, oh... Uh, I'm, I, I'm going to have to pass this round. Uh, they were eventually Square Enix because they formed with Enix in 2003 to form Square Enix, but this was the original. Mm. It's the first game in this series. The story follows New York City police officer Aya Bria over a six-day span in 1997 as she attempts to stop the Eve, a woman who plans to destroy the human race through spontaneous human combustion. Uh. Syndicate? No. I'm trying to think of any book that would vaguely fall under that kind of a I've category. got a feeling no one's going to get this, and it's only just because I think you would have got it if I'd said it already. Uh, the original title was followed by two video game sequels, and the number two was in 1999, and the third one was called The Third Birthday in 2010, um, and the games were re-released on the PlayStation Network in 2010. Uh, the Red Effect? No. I haven't got a clue, buddy. Are we giving up? Uh... It's annoying. I have the third birthday on that shelf. Right <laughs> you, uh, I, and I, the thing I, is, I, I think you'll know, you'll you'll recognise it. I think you'll recognise the name. I think you'll recognise the artwork. I'm not sure if it's one that you will have played. It was obviously a big game in Japan. Not so big here. I'll tell you. I'm guessing you're going to give up. I could give you more. Yeah, effect. Last guess. <laughs> not fear effect. It's Parasite Eve. Well done oh, uh, if you got Eve. that right, ah. by the way, uh, and uh, you're listening. So, uh, yeah, Parasite Eve is the name of the game. Uh, well-reviewed and, and well-received game as well. Very rare. Yeah, yeah. It's not Is it is it one that one is worth a bit if you've got a copy? I think it's hundreds, couple hundreds wow. uh, sort of territories. Oh, I don't know if that's 100% for the UK, but definitely America, you're... You're, you're buying a new console if you find one. Okay, next up Gee. then, we have a multiplayer online battle arena video game developed and published by Riot Games for Windows and Mac OS. League of Legends? Well done, Anton. Well done, oh, Anton. Thank you. Which, to this day, I've never even seen. I mean, I'm, I'm aware of how big it is because I know tons of folk who've played it, but I've never even mm. seen it. Yeah, my brother plays it a lot. He was telling me today, actually, that he's been playing League of Legends all week. So I, I think he's been playing it for, for, for years, but... Uh, they're, hmm. they're doing their they're doing a, a console spin-off soon i think it's called like riffs apart okay um hmm. it's, a, it's actually a, you know i was really scared of it and i got a job by from a league of legends youtubers and editor like 2014 and i picked it up to just like figure out what it's about 
actually a really f- easy to pick up game despite its rabid esports community. Cool. Uh, highly mm. recommend giving it a go. It's free to play and it's not. It's fairly friendly with its microtransactions. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it certainly gets a lot of love, so it wouldn't be surprising if it. Uh, it is. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of folk love that. Actually, half the podcast I listen to, the people that do the podcast, all seem to play the game. Yeah. It's just a massive community. All right. Well, look, we've got one to nil at the moment to Anton Alistair. You're gonna have to get this one, and it's whoever gets the year closest. Of the release. So this game, I have a feeling, I just have a feeling that one of you might know this. I'm not sure. I'm not going to say who, but I have a feeling one of you is going to know this game. The game is called Awesome Possum Kicks Dr. Machino's Butt. (laughs) I love the fact you think one of us is going to know that. Okay, uh, who's winning? Anton, Anton, you go first then, because it's 1-0 to you. All right. um, I'm feeling... B-grade games console from 94, so I'm going to say, yeah, 94. I'm feeling like something like a CDI or 3DO vibe to okay. it. Okay. We were, we were in exactly the same headspace. I was thinking around about 95. Okay. Well, for the second week running, Al, had you gone the other side of 94, you'd have won because it was 93. Uh. <laughs> um, but it wasn't a B-grade console. This came out on the Sega Mega Drive or Genesis. Amazingly mm. enough, um, you know, I was going. I was going to like throw some mean words at the Mega Drive there, and then I realised I loved the console too much. <laughs> well, <laughs> as far as I can figure out, it was an American release. I don't think it was released officially over here. Uh, it may well have been, but certainly not initially, anyway. Um, and uh, yeah, Awesome Possum was was the working title. Eventually, they went for the Awesome Possum kicks Doctor Machino's butt. Um, didn't get a great review. Forty two point five percent was the. Uh, was the, I mean, it's not the worst review we've ever seen. No. Uh, lawsuit as well. It saw a lawsuit in 1997 when Time Warner Interactive were charged with copyright infringement by uh, the game's creator who claimed that the game copied... So other way around, the game copied a comic book concept and character name from his manuscript. The case was closed and the defendants were acquitted And that one. Uh, the plot sees mad scientist Dr. Machino. Uh, he sent his robots to pollute the earth and endanger the wildlife. Aided by Killer Bee and Rad Rhino, Awesome Possum sets out to destroy the robots and put a stop to the mad scientist and save the world. Um, it's um, The character collects empty bottles and cans, answers questions about the environment to earn bonus points in his fight against the doctor, evil Dr. Machino. Uh, there are various other animals located within levels that you can ride to activate their abilities, such as a bee, which which allows the character to fly or a rhino that catapults the character and there's four worlds 13 levels 12 bonus stages and a quiz that sounds oh, as so corny like as podcast. Captain Planet <laughs> it's like the podcast yeah we've got four different topics we've got a quiz yep 13 <laughs> levels of tiers for the Patreons. Actually, there's not as many as that, but yeah. Um, so there you are. That's, that, sounds, that sounds awful. Yeah. It sounds so bad. It, the best thing is the art, uh, the North American cover art. It's got um, the awesome possum on top of the, like, sort of like one hand on the rhino flying through the air going with a little speech bubble like a cartoon or a comic going, I'm going to clean up this world yet. <laughs> what, what was the review score of this game well, game rankings, so this is the aggregate score, 42.5. There were better ones, though. Um, apparently, Electronic Games gave it, which was a magazine uh, in America, which ran till 1997, gave it 93%, which is really random. Ah, so what you're saying is compared to The Last of Us Part 2's 2.5 stars uh, out of 10, 
This is a better game. That's what it's saying. That's just facts. <laughs> the box. The best part about this is the box also says it's an excellent educational game for all ages. If there's ever a sentence to put people off playing, that's it. Um, but also, it was one of the very, very first games to have digitised speech. Um, so that was featured really? heavily. 1993, oh. early 93, which is very early. But yeah, it had digitised speech. Um, but uh, I haven't actually watched any gameplay footage of it. But guess what I'm going to YouTube in a bit? Oh, there was, there was a sequel on the Sega Mega, Mega CD called Awesome, Pers- awesome Possum versus the Dorcupine. And he's literally on the box Love art. It. He is flushing okay. a porcupine's head down the toilet. Love Don't it. you can see that. I am... Um, Oh, that so is into this game. That is not some good artwork, <laughs> but I love it. I mean, if you ever want to see the most platformy, mega driving looking game ever, this might just win it. It just looks like exactly what they set out to do. It's very, very of the time. So there you are. It's a lesson in history. Uh, does that mean that Anton wow. wins again? It does. It does, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's a good job he's only one point and not two points like me. I mean, it does give me a chance at some point I may manage to catch up, but I'm not holding my hey, breath. Hey, you never know. One of these days we might flip it around and it might be one of you hosting it and then I'll compete and then it'll be 12-0 Anton if it's not Anton. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, that is it. Just a quick reminder once again to check us out at nsukp.co.uk. That is our website. Uh, Twitter is NSUK Podcast on Twitter. We're on there quite a lot. Apple Reviews, if you can leave us one on Apple Podcasts, we love that. Um uh, website for Patreon sign up it's nsukp.co.uk forward slash support dash us you get all the details there you're spot on Mike I've you're, had, you're on a roll I've tonight. had seven coffees <laughs> today that's why no sleep seven coffees Anton what am I forgetting uh, I don't think you've forgotten anything uh, I guess yeah just check check out yeah. all the information um, we're, we're going to be off to do last call which uh, is lovely so if you're interested in joining the Patreon you'll get to listen into that where we carry the conversation into the night Alistair has his glass of wine ready Yes, it's going to be I a lovely indeed. time it is sitting poised ready for our pub chat yep. and it'll be good fun and of course tomorrow night we're going to be recording our first uh, N64 expansion uh, chat. hangout basically expansion chat where uh, it's going to be good fun so uh, really looking forward to all yeah. this so go and check us out come and join us for all these things um, you can even see us do the, these shows on the live stream as well which is maybe that's a bonus maybe that's a punishment for signing up it depends which side of the fence you're on Uh, but that is it thank you so much for listening we'll be back next week have a, a great week and thank you so much for downloading as always goodbye cheerio au revoir